What's up, everybody? What we thought wouldn't happen has happened, and it's official. Isaiah Thomas is going to the Cavaliers. And we're not talking about the first time around. The actual, this is the second time. While we're recording this, the news have come out that the Cavaliers have accepted a second-round pick from the Boston Celtics to make this deal final. What are your first reactions, Sean? Well, I mean, at first, like last week when this trade went through, we thought that was the end of it. We thought it was official at that point, but we forgot that the teams had to take a physical for all the players and didn't really factor in IT's hip, which was kind of a faux pas on our part, but no one's hurt feelings there. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it was interesting that the Celtics actually uh, caved in and gave them a little bit of extra compensation for IT and his hip problem. I thought that the Celtics would be like, look, we gave you a very good deal for a player that doesn't even want to play for you. Um, but I think this showed that they really wanted Kyrie on their team. And I think that yeah. shows that I think they that they think that this gives them the best chance to win. And I mean a 2020 second rounder, uh, maybe he becomes the next Isaiah Thomas, but uh, I think that's not much to give up to just make this thing official. Right. It's second rounder at the end of the day really it's very rare that it transpires to anything or that the team even ends up keeping it especially 2020 pick like for all we know the Cavs could end up just trading that and it could end up in the hands of a ra- another random team like the Clippers down the line or something I don't know mm-hmm. something random but you heard it here on the Dwight Chocolate Podcast welcome everybody thanks for coming in and listening to this our new episode um so yeah when looking at this I felt like the Celtics had them had a lot to lose if this deal fell through. And the reason I say that's because Kyrie Irving was still on contract for two more years. So, I mean, I thought the Cavaliers were going to try to inch for something better, but at the end of the day, it's, it seemed like why keep the, why keep this hold up? So the Cavs just ended up agreeing for that second round pick. But like, yeah, I agree with you, Sean. It, it's, it seems sort of like, almost anticlimactic sort of like you you this whole holdup was for that just for a second round pick a 2020 second <laughs> round pick from the miami heat um, right. it's hard to yeah, say so, where that yeah, will end like up transpiring 50th, 50th pick in the draft at best mm-hmm. so when you were um, looking at this so before this whole thing finalized who did you think had the most to lose if this trade fell through the cavaliers or the boston celtics Ooh, that's an interesting question i think it, I think the Cavs is the obvious answer, but I think the real answer is the Celtics because yeah. they're losing the best player. Like Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. offers the most in for those two teams in that trade. Uh, if, you, if you talk about the deal not happening, if Kyrie stays on the Cavs and IT and Jay Crowder stay on the Celtics, uh, I think it's a really easy Cavs victory in the Eastern Conference Finals. But this right. shakes things up a lot, so... I think it just turns it a little bit in the Celtics' favor. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think, like, an interesting thing to take away from this is also, um, does this hurt the the new Cavs GM at all at any point? Like, are, team, are teams now going to be hesitant to make deals with him? Uh, why do you think that? I mean, I mean, people could just look at it like maybe the Cavaliers are trying to play, you know, some, some janky stuff, maybe some sketchy stuff to try to, like, take oh, okay. more out of teams i see you think, okay so he yeah he's like a big baby like oh yeah or, more <laughs> or like a hustler like he's trying to hustle the celtics out of something like jalen brown jason tatum or maybe another first round pick because he knows he knows they have it you know 
Yeah, it's really interesting because it seemed like the Celtics had all the leverage in this trade because it's like, mm-hmm. look, Kyrie Irving doesn't want to play for you. We have great pieces we're offering you. You accepted it, and now you're going to ask for more. Like, don't be a baby about this. And, like, IT even came out and said, I'm not damaged. I'll be back and be the same player. And maybe not at the very start of the season, but I believe IT when he says he's going to come back, he still has a lot to prove, uh, which we talked about a little bit mm-hmm. last week, too. Is like he is looking for a max contract. Uh, he has a lot right. to play for. And I think that he's definitely going to live up to that expectation for himself. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I it's think, hard uh, to... S- mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you I was just... I was just going to say, I think it's hard to say where exactly he or when exactly he's going to come in. It seems like there's contrasting opinions coming out of everywhere. I mean, Isaiah Thomas says he's ready to go. According to the Cavaliers, some of their doctors were saying that Isaiah, it's possible that Isaiah Thomas might miss the, the entire season next year. Right. Um, and if that happens, I mean, you're essentially you essentially traded for a guy who's who's just going to poof, just go away because he Mm -hmm. didn't, he didn't play for you and he's on the last year of his contract. So there's no guarantee he resigns and ever plays a single minute for you. Yeah. So I could, I could see where the Cavaliers were coming from, but then at that point, it's sort of like you, you have to sort of choose a side that you believe in or you believe with the most. And from me, I'm not from my standpoint, I think I'd have to believe Isaiah Thomas. I, I think he will probably going to be seeing him in a Cavaliers jersey come December, and I think he will he'll be ready to go. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, to your earlier question, I think that this does make the rest of the front offices of the NBA kind of uneasy about the Cavs because they just seem like they're just trying to milk everyone else out. They're not trying to make it a fair deal. Like they're just trying to get as much out of it for themselves as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might make GMs a little more timid to, to deal with the Cavs um, after having already accepted a trade, trying to get more from it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, good for them. They got something. So in the end, they won. Right. And then this closes a, a chapter in the soap opera that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, the next chapter is basically is this next coming season, then the playoffs, and then next summer. I mean, all eyes are going to be looking towards that, see what LeBron James does, um, and as well as Isaiah Thomas, and see what the Cavaliers accomplish this season. Because, I mean, now that it's been done, now it's time, I think, that this team really focuses on putting something special together. You got Jay Crowder, you got Isaiah Thomas. Let's see how these guys fit in with this team. Yeah, and don't forget Derek Rose, too. All right, Derek <laughs> Rose, there he is. And, yeah, it'll be interesting to see sort of what how Derek Rose's um, role with this team evolves throughout the season. Say Isaiah Thomas doesn't come back into December. Like, well, right. how well will Derek Rose hold up that point guard position? Mm-hmm, I mean, are we going to see the Cavaliers start the season off and lose half of their games? <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> I can't envision that happening, but we're going to get to the central division in a little bit with our uh, divisional preview this week. Uh, first, a few more notes, though. Just a little, some quick notes. Manu Ginobili... Resigns for two years, $5 million with the Spurs. Alan, do the you think old Manu man Ginobili, has, does he have two years left in the tank? No, I don't think so. No. I don't know why this deal was made, honestly. I would have signed him for one year. Um, I'm not sure why the two years. I guess you kinda, you're kind of you envisioning him as like a player slash assistant coach. I don't think Manu Ginobili has enough to play not two full years. I think we're going to be seeing Miles Ginobili on the bench a lot, a lot of DNPs. Um, I think he's kind of there just just for playoff and just uh, sort of like a mentorship role. 
right, he's not yeah. going to be a difference maker. The dude can barely keep up with any of the guards <laughs> in this league. Um, to ask for him to play 82 games for two more years, I think that's too much. Like I yeah, said, it's kind of like, lot. yeah, I think this is kind of like the Spurs love the guy. Um, Mono Ginobili has had an amazing career. I'm sure he's got a lot of wisdom <laughs> to give off to the, to the younger guys. And I think the Spurs kind of are trying their hardest to hold on to that culture that they had with Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili. Because, I mean, really, you're looking at the last part of it now. Right, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think uh, it was almost just a legacy move. Like, he's given so much to the franchise now. It's like... We're gonna give you two extra years. We'll we'll get you through your early forties, and then you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just boost your four hundred one k just a little bit more, and then you can go off. <laughs> right, Put go in on some vacation. More yeah. Um, um. So moving on, here we go. Narlens Noel. This is kind of like a little mini soap opera that was kind of playing out in the shadows of everybody else. But Narlens Noel finally signed on to the Mavericks. Uh, there was some back and forth going between them. Narlens Noel first rejected their first offer, but at the end of the day, settled with a one-year contract. Yeah. So I think this is this good. This is another guy that's willing to bet on himself. Yeah. What one do you year, think? Four point one million. Yeah, I think he's looking to try to get some money next year because he wasn't really able to use any leverage uh, this year to to get a big contract with the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, last week we mentioned that he was looking for upwards of 17 million a year and it came out later in the week that he totally denied that turned out to be just a rumor not sure where the rumor started but um that's a far cry from making 4.1 million a year so Mm -hmm. uh he's he's gonna have a lot to prove this year i mean he's he seems like a really talented center um he, he was able to fill a role in the 76ers and he'll definitely have uh, to play a large role in the Mavs. They don't really have too much going on for them this year. So he'll get some good playing time and hopefully he can earn himself some good money next year. Right. I think the question with Noel is really, because I think the opportunity is going to be there on the Mavericks. The The question for him is, will he be able to, will he be healthy to take advantage of that, those opportunities? I mean, right. this is a guy who missed, who missed out on his entire rookie season as well due to injuries. I mean, he has some history with some bad knees. So, Let's see where it goes. You know, this is a guy just like Lance Stevenson did a couple years ago who wanted to bet on himself. <laughs> right. This guy's true. betting on himself to see if he gets a big payday next year. Yep. Except this guy didn't blow in LeBron's ear. Right. That's true. <laughs> He's young too, so it's possible that he 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 ends up um turning that four point one million into forty one million. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So next up, the Mamba continues to live on, whether it's through Twitter or Instagram or uh, through storytelling at halftime on ESPN (laughs) games. But he continues to live on Um, this week and last week. uh, Kobe released a series of tweets of challenges to random athletes across social media. And two that stood out is Giannis challenged him to win MVP. And he also challenged Mighty Mouse Isaiah Thomas to make first team all NBA. Which is more likely, you think, Sean? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, honestly, Giannis winning MVP is more likely. Yeah, I agree. Team making NBA first team, you have to go through Chris Paul, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, John Wall for that point guard position on the first team. 
Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving. Sorry, I forgot to mention him too. Like Steph, just, did you mention Steph Curry? Uh, yeah, I think I mentioned Steph Curry in that okay. in that rapid fire list. But yeah, there's <laughs> just so many good point guards, and LeBron is definitely going to take away from it's production from last year, where it was the guy, and now LeBron's going to be basically puppeteering him with strings and such. So I don't know. I think he has a good shot of making like third team. Thirteen, I yeah. have to agree. I have to agree with you. Giannis winning MVP is more likely. However, I don't think it's gonna be like super likely. But I think Giannis could finish maybe third, fourth in the MVP voting next year. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm not saying it's likely that he wins MVP at all. Right. No. But yeah, if I had to choose between the two, that would surprise me the least of the two. Yeah, and I definitely am rooting for Isaiah Thomas. I kind of hate the way that Boston came and went about this whole thing and traded him away. Um, yeah. I'd love to see him make first-team All-NBA, but like you said, there's just way too many good guys out there. There's no way. Um, just a lot of the guys that you mentioned, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, John Wall, um, these guys aren't going anywhere. So the best Isaiah Thomas can do, like you said, third-team All-NBA Giannis, I think he's more likely. This is this is a more likely scenario, but Giannis probably finishes third in the MVP voting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I respect Kobe for making this challenge for him though, because he realizes that it deserves this chance. You know, like mm-hmm. he deserves to at least be in the conversation. Like he's there. Right. He might not be a favorite to make it, but he's earned his way. Mm-hmm. Right. So moving on, we continue to our preview of each NBA division as we head into the NBA season, which is what? Seven weeks away? Seven weeks away, is it? Or eight weeks? Uh, We're close. It's seven weeks? Yeah, I think so. Seven weeks. Yeah. So you know what we're using to to count down to the opening day of the NBA season? What's that? Is our Laker tickets oh, that we purchased yeah. on opening day, <laughs> Lakers versus Clippers. I got that on my Google Calendar, so I know when it's happening, and it's going to remind me the week before and every week leading up until that opening day. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, man. I, I cannot believe we actually got tickets. I'm so ready. It's, it seems like a dream almost, and not, but like it's going to die down because we have to wait seven weeks for it to happen. But mm-hmm. we got in the pre-sale. The pre-sale servers crashed. We got in the pre-sale that started up again five <laughs> days later, and we made it. Right. We both jumped in. We took a little break during work, but we got in and we got our tickets. We are victorious. <laughs> so so let's start this thing then. Um, heading into the Central Division, you got to start off with the team that's projected most likely going to win this. I'm willing to bet my house, if I owned a house, that this team will win this division. <laughs> you bet your apartment? <laughs> I would bet my apartment and if yes. Oh no, is, is your girlfriend okay with that? I hope so. But that's how sure I am that there that there's no team in this division that's going to challenge for this title. Um no other than the soap opera. Um the team owned by the king. Here we go, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's break this team down. Sean, who are they adding to this roster? Yeah, well, so we got we got a lot of additions to this roster and not a lot of notable players lost. I'm not sure how that roster size filled out correctly, but mm-hmm. anyway, the players added. I mean, you got the big ones with Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and Anta Zizic coming in on the trade. Uh, picking up Derek Rose, Jeff Green, and Jose Calderon uh, during free agency. Jose Calderon. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Jose I will Calderon. say. I will say Jeff Green was sort of like this as an interesting sign. Um, he's a guy that kind of showed a lot of promise, but for whatever reason has really underperformed for teams. So I think he he's kind of like a little he's he's like a little experiment that could work out for the Cavaliers. Right, yeah, and they definitely can afford to experiment with just the stacked roster they have right now with all of these additions. Mm-hmm. They they go ten deep into the bench and they're they're gonna have a role for every player on this team. LeBron's gonna find a way to make it work. Um he's just he has too much experience and the players respect him too much for him not to. So I, yeah. I think that Jeff Green, not while he won't be like the X factor of the team, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh he'll play a decent role. Yep. So who who they lose to get this to get these new incomings? They lost Uncle Drew. Mm. A big part Oof. of that team, but like we right. mentioned earlier, I mean, they got a lot in return, so hopefully it works out for them. Um, Darren Williams is out. And guess who else is out? The general manager, David Griffin, <laughs> kicked out with Darren Williams. <laughs> yeah. Um, Poor guy. I, it's pretty clear the guy that are going to miss the most is Kyrie Irving. Uh, Darren Williams was a no-show. I mean, he didn't. He scored one point in that NBA Finals, I think. They, or... they lost every game he did not score a point in. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you you could argue that he was the most important part part of the team, because if he had scored a point, they would have won. There you go. Stats they can be <laughs> configured <laughs> to give you a very extreme view. <laughs> but yeah, losing Kyrie Irving is gonna be huge. Um, I really think that Isaiah Thomas is gonna have to prove that he can like live up to what Kyrie Irving gave them and walk mm-hmm. in his footsteps a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously you're going to lose a lot defensively, uh, putting Isaiah Thomas in the lineup just right because he's short. Um, yeah, but hopefully that offsets it with, uh, maybe Jeff green and Jay Crowder coming in, giving some defense elsewhere. They're going to have to work with a lot of double teaming help schemes to help Isaiah out on whatever point guard he's guarding, but, uh, we'll see if they can make it work. Yeah, I, I'm It'd be it's gonna be crazy to see how this all works out. I mean, all I'm all I'm thinking really is how is this is gonna work out with the Warriors? Really, like I'm not really thinking about any other team. I'm sure it'll be fun to see, but I can just foresee Isaiah Thomas is gonna be hitting a lot of screens when he's um when they're playing against the Warriors. The Warriors are gonna try to get yeah. Isaiah Thomas on Clay Thompson. They're gonna try to get him on on Kevin Durant. So it'll be interesting how the Cavaliers kind of counter that with their own defensive matchups. We'll see. We'll see. See right. what uh, Tyron Luke can come up. Yeah. Honestly, though, it's not even a shoe in that they beat the Celtics, though. So getting to face the Warriors might not even happen. No, yeah, that's true. So they, we'll they, see. They're going to. Yeah. They have a lot of they have a lot more adversity to deal with this year, I think. They definitely do. Um, yeah. Let's see how Isaiah Thomas comes out, because he's got a lot of offensive to make up with the loss of Kyrie Irving. If the Cavaliers want to stay in the same position that they've been in the last three years. So, I mean, for me, I guess the biggest storyline to follow with this team is Isaiah, is, is Isaiah Thomas. The whole thing. I mean, it's crazy to say that Isaiah Thomas, because you got LeBron James, the best player in in the game. And the and the storyline is not going to follow him, but I think I'm going to keep my eyes on Isaiah Thomas, see how that hit plays out, see how he, um, he develops with this team and how he fits in with everybody, and see where the Cavaliers go. 
Right, yeah. I mean, you got a lot of storylines to follow with this team, right? I mean, they are the soap mm-hmm. opera of the NBA. You got LeBron's workout videos, uh, right. all the way dating back to the Golden State Championship ceremony. Um, you got opening night versus the Celtics. That's going to be a huge drama bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know when Derrick Rose's ACL is going to give out, so that'll be fun to <laughs> that'll be fun to watch. I hope I hope it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't. But I mean, at this point, I can't really. I can't really be too hopeful. I have to think kind of realistically. What do you think the Vegas odds are on those? Oh man, I would love to see that. I I, I have to think that's a bet. I would give it like a, I give it like a five to one. It happens by like the end of the year. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I really hope it doesn't. But yeah, it, it's Derek Rose ca- kind of carries that with him. Just historically seeing how his legs just have not been there for him. Yeah, but he's going to have to at least last until Isaiah Thomas is fully recovered from his hip injury. Um, That'll be (laughs) that'll be an interesting factor is like how long is Isaiah Thomas going to be out? Like were the Cavs doctors more correct or were the Celtics? Time's going to tell us. Right. And then shirtless Jr. When is shirtless Jr. going to make another appearance? If he does, it all depends, man. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> Opening night, he might come out, or maybe he'll come out after like a six-game winning streak. We'll I think know. the Cavs, the Cavs need to do a uh, like a what do you call it when you like do like a little promo for like uh, for certain games. They need to do a, a shirtless Jr. shirt giveaway. At one they of should. Games. Or you know what? Like I would probably be pretty excited if they gave away like a shirtless Jr. bobblehead. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome! I would pay good money for that. Right. I need, re- I need to replace the Chris Paul bobblehead I I uh broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know like if the Cavaliers win this championship like the Cavalier ownership should just all pile in money and just get a shirtless JR version of the Larry O'Brien trophy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be legendary. Maybe it can just yeah. replace the trophy for the rest of the time. That's yeah, just the new, that's just the new championship trophy. Yeah, it's just a shirtless Jr. that you hold up over your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, legendary! But anyway, yeah. uh, Cavs soap opera will continue. We'll get to talk about them more in later weeks, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna move on to the Bucks now. Um, the Bucks they looked pretty good last year. They had a lot of good young guys. Uh, Giannis won most improved, had a mm-hmm. all-star season. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon won rookie of the year, even though, I mean, you could argue that Joel Embiid would have gotten it had he stayed healthy, but he didn't. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they're looking pretty good. Uh, they didn't lose anybody really except Jason Terry, who was the only real veteran on that team. So the jet. Be, yeah, the jet. Um, I do you know, is he getting resigned by anyone else? Has he... I I don't know. Him? I haven't seen anything about Jason Terry. Yeah, so J- Jason um, Terry still still out there in free agency. It's crazy to me. The man must be like forty two now or forty one. He's uh he's thirty nine. <laughs> thirty nine. Wow. Yeah. He looks like he's forty two. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't hear that from us on this podcast. Or maybe he would. I would actually love if Jason Jason Terry listened to us. Right. I mean, but, I'm not surprised that the Bucks let him go. Yeah, not sure why like, you'd keep them. Right, and they have they have so many great young players, and they they didn't make any offseason moves to acquire any players of note. 
that I can think of. They have a few more rookies, but other than that, mm-hmm. um, nobody. They have pretty much the exact same team as last year, the exact same starting lineup, and uh, everyone's for the most part, is looking pretty healthy. Uh, Jabari's mm-hmm. still on the fence a little bit, but uh, they got Chris Middleton back, which I think is huge. Yeah, um, Chris Middleton, uh, he's a guy, well, I mean, I guess with the Bucks. What's interesting about them is that they have a lot of guys that you can easily forget exist in the NBA, but you really shouldn't because they're not guys you need to sleep on. Chris Middleton, one of those guys, 18 points per game two years ago, 88% free throw shooter. He was kind of like the glue that kept that team together, a really young Mm -hmm. team. And as a 26-year-old, he's one of the veterans on the team, which is crazy because that just means he's in his early prime. Uh, You're looking at Giannis, you got Malcolm Brogdon, you got... Uh, guys like John Henson and uh, what's his face? Uh, Greg Monroe. Greg Monroe like is still on of, that team, just right? A bunch of, yeah, yeah, he's their starting center. Um, yeah, just a bunch of solid guys that just get the job done. Um, and I mean, yeah. Jabari Parker comes back healthy too. Man, this mm-hmm. this team just has so much talent. I agree with you. Looking at this, looking at uh, at this roster on paper, the only the thing that comes to my mind is really it's only a matter of time it's only a matter of time before this team finally finds its groove um i think eventually either takes out the cavaliers or the boston celtics or may yeah it's only really a matter of time we'll see i mean i guess it depends on where lebron james goes but i think the milwaukee bucks can put something special together this season and I, I have them really up there in the running for that third seed, like maybe even taking out the either taking out the Wizards or the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, definitely. Like I think they're gonna give whichever one of those teams they face because I think they'll be fifth in the East, which means they'll mm-hmm. either play the Raptors or the Wizards, whoever gets that four seed in the first round. They're I, yeah. I think that they will actually surprise them and beat one of those teams in the first round and then play either the Celtics or the Cavs. Yeah. I mean, kudos to their player development team. Like a guy like they've really developed guys like Chris Middleton and Malcolm Brogdon. These guys who came into the league with not too much attention being drawn to them, but these guys have um, have slowly turned into solid, solid guys, solid role players for this team. Better than average players. Yeah, definitely. And it's like in Giannis, you have a superstar there. So you have a superstar. You have all of the high potential role players. It, it's mm-hmm. all there for them. The pieces are there. They just need more experience that's really the only thing that they're lacking uh that they're yeah. gonna need to get more playoff experience and they're gonna need to figure it out before all these guys need to get paid because once all these guys contracts run out their bucks aren't gonna be able to keep half of them yeah and that's i guess that's but that's that's the name of the game you know you gotta be able to figure things out like that they're fine you're financing your cap space and I mean, I guess that's why they say like winning a title is just a combination of a lot of things, and one of them is timing and sort of luck. Uh, yeah. But I, I think when I'm looking at this Bucks team, though, the ones I guess a scary thought is a lot of these guys actually like some of their best players haven't even played together. Like I don't know if, how many games Chris Middleton and Jabari Parker have played together. Not very many. So yeah, unfortunately, what happened this last year is Chris Middleton was hurt for the entire beginning of the season while Jabari mm-hmm. was healthy. The game that Chris Middleton comes back, Jabari gets hurt for the rest of the season. Oh. Yeah, it's brutal. So, yeah, it's going to be cool to watch them all play together on the same floor. Hopefully, we'll see a lot of those games this year. And if that team can gel together, they're going to have a lot of threats. Yeah. 
It's a shame, though, that somehow the Lakers ended up getting more national TV games than the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> that is too bad. But not for us. For the rest of the nation, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so let's move on to Indiana. One of the teams that just got blown up. Ugh, the worst. Yep. What is the biggest news out of coming out of Indiana is they lose Paul George. Um, Who's that? Paul George? Some... Yeah, some dude. And who do they get in exchange to get? Victor Adelipo and DeMontis Sabonis. Oh, great deal. Great deal. Yep. (laughs) Best deal of the year. (laughs) But anyways, alongside that, they've completely revamped their roster. But uh, unlike the Cavaliers or any other team out there, not really so much for the better, for the best. They got Bojan Bogdanovic, a 27-year-old. He played most of his time with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, he's a decent player. He's developed. He's gotten a lot better every year. Uh, he's just a solid role guy. 27 year old, 14 points average, uh, 52% shooting from the field. Solid, nothing special, but you got Victor Adelipo, 16 points. But as you can see, what was a problem at OKC was his sort of asthmal, abysmal three point shooting at 36%. So yeah. if you're gonna play, you're gonna play him alongside Miles Turner like an inside-out game. Uh, not really gonna help you out there, but he's still young, so there's still room for development there. And then you got Darren Collison and Corey Joseph, some solid yeah. additions. Yeah. yeah, they're they're players. Yeah, when you when you look at the rookie additions though, I thought it was pretty cool. So they got two guys both out of UCLA. They got T.J. Leaf and an Ike Ange. I'm not sure how you pronounce that, actually. I Ike Anibo, Anibogu? I don't know. We should have we yeah. had Scott tell us about this guy. <laughs> right. But TJ Leaf was a pretty good player playing alongside Lonzo Ball. Good shooter. Um, he's still fairly young, 6'8". So hard to say where he'll go, but he'll get an opportunity here. The players that they lost in exchange for these guys, Jeff Teague, CJ Miles, Aaron Brooks, LaBoy Allen... And of course, the heartbreaking Paul George. <laughs> yeah. So not, I was well, not much to look up for the Indiana Pacers. I got them finishing thirteenth in the East. Uh, they're going last. downhill, third to last. Oh yeah. They, they're going to be struggling to win thirty games. Actually, no, no, they're going to be struggling to even get to twenty-seven wins. I think. Ooh, uh, I mean, twenty-seven. That's harsh. Yeah, I mean, like, Miles Turner is easily the best player on this team now, but in terms of veteran leadership, dare I say, is it Lance Stevenson? Is Lance Stevenson going to provide the veteran leadership for this team? (laughs) And I don't want to knock the guy out. Yeah, I don't want to knock the guy too much. So he did close the playoffs, um, averaging 16.5, 2.8 assists, and 3.8 rebounds. That's so a little good. bit better than, yeah, it's pretty good. A lot better than where he was, but not enough, I think, to lead the Indiana Pacers really anywhere close to the promised land. Um, they're headed towards the lottery. <laughs> but if there's one silver lining here, it's Miles Turner, 21-year-old. Uh, yeah. So here's this interesting fact that I found about Miles Turner. He's the fifth 20-year-old to average 14 points, seven rebounds, and two blocks before turning 21. Oh, that's a nice stat. Who do you, who are, do you know who the five were or the four were before him? Uh, try to guess. I'll give you two guesses. Try to see if you can get one of them. Shaq? Yep. All right. And there's three more? 
Yeah. Well, there's four okay. more, but see if uh, you can guess another one. Oh, okay. Uh, Dwight Howard. No. Uh, so, it's close, though. I can see why you could say Dwight Howard, but yeah. here's here's some of the guys that were on the list. Shaq and Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Was on? Yeah, those were the two that stood out to me. But, I was probably uh, going to say, like, Hakeem Olajuwon or something. <laughs> yeah. That would be um, something, but yeah, no, I think Miles Turner, um, he came out of the he came out of the gate swinging last year, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Um, he put up some crazy numbers in his first few games, and everyone was really hyped about him. Um, but then, I mean, he did the usual regression you'd expect to see from a rookie. Um, yeah. So I think with a little more development, I mean, he's gonna get a ton of playing time on this team. He's arguably the best player on the team now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Jeff Teague and Paul George gone, and Lance Stevenson's just kind of old now. Um, he he is gonna have to grow up really fast. Yeah, twenty-one yeah, year old gonna... guy. <laughs> I mean, the cool thing though is you still got Victor Adelipo, who's also still fa- who's still fairly young. I mean, he's still gonna develop. He's gonna be hitting his peak anytime soon. So to pair him up with uh, Miles Turner. And then you, some of these young guys or some of these future draft picks that you got incoming, maybe they'll help you out. I mean, for all you know, I hope not. Maybe they get a, a pick awarded to them from the Lakers if they end up winning with this tampering thing. But I really hope right. that doesn't happen there. Yeah, that, 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 there's no way that'll happen. Let's, let's try to pretend like that never was a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'll be a lot easier for everybody. I, I think TJ Leaf could be a sneaky good pick for them, though. Um, yeah, I this agree. is going to be that, a guy that's going to get to prove himself too on a team that doesn't have a lot of depth um, that just needs guys to develop quickly I think he's going to be able to get some good playing time uh, learn a lot from Miles Turner and um, yeah we'll see I think yeah I think that was a great pick by them uh, getting mm-hmm. him late in the first round yeah so storylines to follow with this team well if you're a fan of Lance Stevenson antics there's going to be a lot of them since this guy is going to be the veteran leader of this team. But really, there's not much there. Uh, if you're, I'm definitely going to be following this team, but really not for basketball, not really for basketball reasons, but more for these legal, these legal reasons that they got going on <laughs> right. with the Lakers. I'll keep, I'm going to keep my eye on the Pacers for that. Uh, I've been praying that things don't go terrible for the Lakers, obviously. <laughs> Right. So the other guys on that list, um, I finally I got them up. It's Anthony Davis, Shaq, and Chris Weber and Kevin Garnett. Oh, Chris Weber making the list. That's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. Chris Weber. Huh. Yeah. So moving on, let's go further east. Let's go further west and look at Detroit, the Pistons. So is this Indiana this is west a t- of Detroit. I'm not very good with geography. Well, Detroit is slightly west of Indiana. Yeah. Yep, because it's okay. slightly west of Chicago. It's on the other side of the Great Lake. Ah. That lake. <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah. Either way, the Detroit Pistons. So this is an interesting one, and I want to hear your reaction on this. My, big, my thing yeah. about the Pistons is how much longer does Stan Van Gundy maintain that double role that um, that Doc Rivers also have? Oh, uh, like the GM and the, and the uh, vice president of operations or whatever yeah yeah man i mean gosh you just look at the way this roster is constructed and you're like man how is this guy still in charge of so much 
Mm-hmm. Like they haven't done anything meaningful forever, and they didn't get better. All they did was trade their best guy for another guy that's like gonna do the exact same thing. So yeah. their trend for them seems to me be to be pretty neutral. Like they haven't really moved the dial in any any direction, bad or good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not what you want as a franchise. You want you want to see improvement. You want something to root for. You know, like it doesn't seem like they're rebuilding, and it doesn't seem like uh, they're uh, they're tanking either. You know, so yeah, uh, I, yeah, I like the Vegas odds have them at thirty eight point five wins. That's like a fourteenth pick in the draft. Yeah, so. I kind of actually had them. I agree that they're sort of not turning the dial on the team, but I think they'll be trending up just because there's a lot of teams in the East that are just gotten a little bit worse or so much worse. So actually, I have them finishing ninth, missing the playoffs. Um, I think Avery Bradley's going to be pretty good for them, a lot better than okay, what so, they had. So you think they they have growth by doing nothing? Yeah, they have growth by doing nothing just sense. because every <laughs> just because everybody else has just gotten worse. Meaning the Knicks, the Pacers, the Bulls, the Orlando Magic continue to not do much for themselves. (laughs) So the interesting thing about this team is sort of like a couple years ago, the Detroit Pistons really binged and just signed a bunch of players to some, uh, at the time, I guess it seemed like decent contracts or like pretty smart contracts, but some of these guys haven't really developed. And I'm looking at you, Reggie Jackson and Andre Drummond. I don't think uh, these guys have really played up to their par, up to what they're being paid. Andre Drummond still has $76.3 million remaining on his contract until 2020. Yikes. Uh, these, guys, these guys are still fairly young, but I think uh, Stan Van Gundy's job is um, is on the line, and it, a lot of it is relying on how these guys play this coming season. So that's what I'm going to follow. Let's see what these guys do, because Andre Drummond might actually have a chance to make this all-star team just because of the lack of star power now in the East. Right, yeah. What what are the other centers that he would be going up against for that all-star position? Um, uh, You got Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, okay. You got Whiteside. Um, like Al Horford. Al Horford. He's, he's yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah so I guess. Okay, yeah, there is a good chance he can make the all-star game. Yeah, I mean, maybe Christos Porzingis, if you put him in there. I'm not True. sure if you would put maybe him. Maybe Dwight Howard makes a comeback. Oh, Dwight Howard, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's back on, yeah, that's right. Um, But like any other team, there is one silver lining with the Pistons. You got 24-year-old Tobias Harris, a.k.a. J. Cole lookalike. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Yep, he's he averaged 16 points last year with 48% shooting from the field with five rebounds. You know, it's not bad, um, but the upside is that Tobias Harris is going to get a lot more playing time heading into this season with the trade of Marcus Morris. He's gone. You got rid of him. So it'll give Tobias Harris an opportunity to see what to show him to showcase and prove to, and show people what kind of player he wants to be in this league. So we'll see. That's a that's my X factor for the Detroit Pistons. Um, and then an inter- an interesting question going into this season. Let's see how much longer Stan Van Gundy can maintain this double role as president right. slash yeah. coach. So do you think that he, if they underperform again, the Pistons underperform again, do you think he'll just be fired straight up or do you think he'll just lose his front office position and just become the head coach? Um, 
I I'm not I don't know I don't have a good gauge on like the Detroit Pistons ownership like how they've been reacting to stuff but if I was part of the Detroit Pistons leadership I'd fire the man Ooh. get rid of him yeah I've never Start really new. been a big fan of him either yep. yeah um but I'm the, the player I'm most interested to watch is actually Avery Bradley coming on from the Celtics he showed mm. great strides forward on the Celtics being that second guy to Isaiah Thomas last year and arguably he's the best player on the team for the Pistons uh, I'm yeah. sure you can make a case for Tobias Harris or Andre Drummond, but I think Avery Bradley gives them the most overall. Um, so, it, yeah, it'll be cool to see him kind of find his own role in the NBA and figure out what it means to be the guy. Uh, yeah. See what kind of contract that gets him in the future. Right, because he is in a contract year, so he's got some. He's going to be playing for something. Yeah, I mean, I see Avery Bradley as the type of guy that anybody would want on their on their roster, especially when you're looking to win. And if the Pistons say out of something crazy, they, they do qualify, they do end up going to the playoffs. I think you could, maybe you could argue that Avery Bradley had something to do with that. You know, it'd be a pretty cool story also, um, is if the Cavs get the first seed and the Pistons get the eighth seed and Avery Bradley's playing Isaiah Thomas in the first Ooh, round of the playoffs. The AAU buddies. Right? Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. be a good series, but it'd be a cool story <laughs> to just kind of throw out there. Yeah, that would be crazy. I wonder if, like, maybe Avery Bradley, this is probably not likely, but I was just kind of was wondering, I wonder if Avery Bradley ends up getting traded to a contender at some point midway into the season if the Pistons don't come out the gates. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Like a trade deadline kind of thing. Like what happened with yeah. his Cousins. I mean, he deserves yeah. it, man. Like, that guy plays his heart out. I'd like yeah, to see him play it, on a contender. Yeah, if I'm maybe the Toronto Raptors or, or the Wizards, like you're you're there, but you just you still need more. Like, why not make a trade for a guy like Avery Bradley? Give you a good run yeah, in the definitely. playoffs. Dude, I w- I wouldn't be too upset if the Clippers got him either. Oh yeah, there you go. The Clippers. You guys would probably. You guys. Yeah, that would be awesome. You got Avery Bradley dude. and Patrick Beverly, just like yeah, this. dude. This awesome defensive uh, two-guard duo. Nobody's scoring. Nobody. Right. That would be awesome. But, uh, well, he's on you know the Pistons, what? and they don't have any reason to trade him. So, Yeah. So, you know what team is going to get scored on, though, next year? The Chicago Bulls. They're going to oh, get torched yeah. night in and <laughs> night out. <laughs> so, I'm actually of the argument that the bulls won't actually be the worst team in the east wow (laughs) right yeah i know crazy right i actually think that the pacers will be worse than the bulls that's my hot take for you for this for this episode how do you feel about that man all i gotta say is miles turner i don't think miles (laughs) turner is gonna allow this team and lance stevenson (laughs) despite his Okay, and this, this this has very little to do with my David Nwaba bias. <laughs> but okay, let me let me break it down for you. So we all know that they got way, 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 way worse than last year. Like they're <laughs> really bad. But let's see who they added. So they got David Nwaba, he's awesome. Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and Laurie Markinen. We're not gonna <laughs> focus on him at all. We're we're gonna pretend like I didn't even say his name. 
and they lost <laughs> they lost a lot of pieces so they they lost jimmy butler they lost rondo and they lost a guy named isaiah Kanan, which i didn't bother to research who that guy was <laughs> um it was an okay and, guard <laughs> so for the time being though they still have Dwayne wade Dwayne wade is still on that team um <laughs> I mean, sure, it's rumored rumored that he's going to leave and go either back to the Heat, maybe back to the Cavs, but for now, he's on the Bulls. And if he stays on the Bulls, I think that they are still a pretty solid team as far as the East goes. Solid in terms as, if they, as in that they won't finish last place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that they'll be 12th in the East. So you got the Bulls finishing second to last then? No, 12th in the East. So 4th fourth, fourth to last. I have the Pacers to last. 13th in the East. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the- I think if Dwayne Wade leaves, though, that uh, blows everything out the window. They'll be, they'll be the worst team. The worst team in the league. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's right. going to be interesting. So- <laughs> Go ahead. Oh yeah, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like do a little hype train for Zach Levine right now. <laughs> this guy, so he's not completely healthy yet, but when he comes back, he's 22 years old. He averaged 18.9 points per game last year on a team that had Carl uh, Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins both supposedly the one and two guys there, but he was actually the <laughs> one producing and. You're 22 and you're already averaging that. Imagine what you're going to do as a 23, 24, 25-year-old. I think those numbers are only going up. His numbers have only gone up from his rookie year. Chris yeah. Dunn, sure, Chris Dunn, he doesn't really have anything to back him up, but the Bulls had some they, something about Chris Dunn really excited the Bulls last year, and they really wanted to draft him, but they didn't get to. And this year they have him, so I'm interested to see what they can do with him because if any team can do something with him, I think it's this team because they had the most faith in him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the storyline to follow here is can the bulls front office just prove the world wrong. And they didn't actually get fleeced in that Jimmy Butler trade that Zach Levine and Chris Dunn can actually become stars in this league. Yeah. So I, I, I will agree with you and I'll say that when you, if I take the Indiana Pacers and the bulls, like, they were the two the two teams that everybody was laughing at during this summer with their trades for Paul George and Jimmy Butler. I think the Bulls got did get a better return than the Pacers got for Paul George. Sure. So yeah. <laughs> though I disagree with you that the Bulls are gonna beat the Pacers um in the standings, I think in the long run the Bulls do look to be set up a little bit better than the Pacers. In terms of like Chris Dunn and Zach Levine. The Pacers still have Miles Turner though, and I think Miles Turner will not allow the Pacers to finish last place in the East. Alright, alright. That's fair. But I, I just I can't see this team being the worst if Dwayne Wade's there. That's that's really yeah. it. Yeah. Like Dwayne Wade, he's still a competitor. He still averages eighteen points a game. His numbers are declining and it's sad because he you can tell that he's on his way out, but the guys can still ball. And yeah, he's he a good can. leader. And yeah, I I refuse to rank a team with Dwayne Wade on it as last. Yeah. Um, so here's the question. Um, who do you think finds yeah. a new home? Dwayne Wade or Carmelo Anthony first? Ooh. Huh. I think 
Dang, that's really hard. I think Carmelo yeah. does. Carmelo Anthony? Yeah, he's been asking for longer. Uh, just <laughs> just by being in the waiting room for <laughs> being <laughs> traded to another team. Yeah, it's crazy, the the superstar movement of this offseason. But yet the one guy who's been asking for it, who all eyes point to should be moved, has always been Carmelo Anthony, and yet he's still on that team. Yeah, man. As, I wonder if Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony are going to have any calls to each other during the during training camp and be, and just be like, dude, I'm just like 10 years older than everybody else here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just... that's true. That's like a that's like a thing. It's like, can Dwayne Wade or Melo like connect with these younger players? Like, are they just too mature at this point? I don't I mean, maybe they're less mature than the younger guys in some cases. But I feel like for at least Dwayne Wade's case. Like, he seems like a pretty mature guy with, like, a family, you know. Yeah, man has kids. I don't know how many of these young guys have kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I didn't do a full analysis of the, the family <laughs> aspect of the, these teams. But, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, yeah, if you just picture him just being on, like, a college team even, like, from a senior to a freshman is hard to relate. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's Dwayne... only four years. Yeah, it's funny, like, when you put it into, like, the real-world context, like, Dwayne Wade is a grown-ass man. Like, he has kids. (laughs) He's been married. And, like, Zach Levine is, like, if if he was in college, he'd be entering his his senior year. Yeah, dude. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah, Chris Dunn, like, the same deal, too. It's like... Yeah. How do you... Yeah. It's almost as if Dwayne Wade's, like, their parent. (laughs) Yeah. But like he's it's, trying to, he's trying to get away from his child, for, from his children. <laughs> yeah. So now let's look at the whole division as a whole. Um, I don't think there's probably any room for argument here. Who wins the division title? <laughs> yep, it's definitely the Cavs. And they're All so right. opera. Yep, J.R. Smith. We'll see. Does he become shirtless? Is that going to satisfy him enough to go shirtless, or is he going for the whole NBA title? Yeah. Um, how many do we see any all stars coming out of here? You think? Oh, there's plenty of all stars. I mean, you got LeBron, you got Isaiah Thomas, Giannis. Um, I, does Miles Turner make the all star team this year? I don't know. I I was like when I was looking um in, when I was researching the Indiana Pacers, I was going back and forth about that, and I gotta say, yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna say that Andre Drummond has a chance to make this all star team, why not? We'll. The, the East is really just right. not as deep in that position. Actually, really, just in True. general. <laughs> I think he has a chance. Yeah. Um, I, I say I will be here and I will say, yes, Miles Turner will make the all-star team. Okay, nice. Yeah, I can't Yeah, I can't disagree. I think, I think it's a 50-50 that he makes it. But you know what I think has a better chance to make it even is Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Yeah, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. Wow. What's what's funny is um he might actually have a lot of competition for that spot from one of his own teammates Jabari Parker. That's true, but uh Jabari's not fully healthy yet, so I think he's going to get the jump on him. Uh, All right. I mean, hopefully Jabari can come back soon. That I've been rooting for that guy since day 1, man. Yeah. I love me some Jabari Parker. All right, so <laughs> do we see the MVP coming out of this division? I'd have yes. to say, yeah. LeBron. Yep. LeBron. Yep. Or Giannis yep. if he lives up to Kobe's challenge. 
Right. I was going to say that. Yep. <laughs> I think we got we got two guys who could potentially finish top five in MVP voting or LeBron James maybe might even win the whole thing. Yeah. I said, I see. I think if there was Vegas odds on uh, which division the MVP would come out of, the Vegas odds would be in favor of the central division for sure. Yeah. Why not? You got, you got LeBron James. I mean, it's crazy. Like Isaiah Thomas actually finished fifth in the MVP voting last right. year. Yeah, we're expecting a dip in that this year, but yeah, the talent's there. Yeah. Well, like, even look at it this way. So you got LeBron James and even Derek Rose, who was a former MVP as well. <laughs> okay. Let's not let's get ahead of ourselves here. He had, yeah. We, we don't want to live in the past too much. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> so let's move on now to f- our final thoughts before closing this, uh, closing our Central Division play. Uh, preview and our the Dwight Chocolate podcast. So on August thirty first, you know what you can get, get you what you know what you can get to watch on Facebook Live. Oh, what's that? The Ball Family series. Woo! That's right. If you haven't had enough of Lavar Ball, guess what? The man is getting his own TV series alongside his three sons. This will premiere on Facebook on August thirty first. Sean, are you going to be watching? Are you going to? Are you going to be on your couch, make some popcorn, get some <laughs> chips, order some pizza, and be excited for this Ball Family series that's going to be premiering? I am ashamed to say I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I did wa- not I'm expect that answer. <laughs> I'm very excited, dude. I, Man, this stuff is ridiculous. I have to hype myself up for the Lakers as much as possible before we go to this game. This is going to be a staple in that. I don't know oh. how many episodes there's going to be. I don't know how often this is going to air. I don't know how long the episodes are going to be. All I know is that I'm going to be watching them, however many of them that there are. <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. I got to say I'm super thrown off. <laughs> Man, are you not are you not excited? I'm not excited about this. I'm not I'm not going to watch it. You oh, can tell no. me what you think about it. Uh, we I'll, could definitely talk my, about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you my take on every episode that I watch every week. Oh, man. I could. Is, is there this... even more than one? Is, is this a documentary or is this like a more than a, more than one episode thing? It's it seems like a trailer. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be more of a one episode thing. I think they're trying to go with like the keeping with the Kardashians type vibe, like a react like a reality pseudo documentaries style thing um yeah. i'm not gonna watch i'm not gonna tune in <laughs> i'm not gonna I'll fall tune, into I'll this hype both of us I'll, I'll make sure that we don't miss anything i'll, I'll take the bullet for you <laughs> okay if you can convi- if you can convince me great maybe i'll take a look but <laughs> i am not gonna fall for lavar ball's antics and his hype his hype train are you I not think excited Lon- to see if lavar ball does something ridiculous when we go to opening night that's like one of the things I'm most excited to see if that happens. Oh, no, I, I am there and I'm there to watch basketball. I'm there to see Lonzo Ball get 16 <laughs> points, get a double double, maybe even a triple double. I'm there to see a Laker win. I don't I don't I've had enough of LeVar Ball up to this point. I, so I will not be tuning into the Ball family series. <laughs> no, dude, you can't tell me you wouldn't think it's really amusing if like in the middle of the game at like a timeout or something, he just got up from his courtside seat and just came onto the court yelling a bunch of nonsense. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> or just like, have you seen the video where he, he joins like um, the WWE, like Raw or SmackDown or something and challenges one of the wrestlers to a fight? And he just like, <laughs> he takes off his shirt and just starts waving it and just starts like challenging him to a fight. It's just like, man, oh, who, man. who is this guy? He just, his room for ridiculousness just doesn't, just doesn't run out. I just don't understand he it. No bounds. It's, he has it's no nuts. boundaries. Yeah, yeah, well, there I'll, you go. I'll tell you after on next week if if this Ball Family series is worth watching. Maybe, maybe I'll be in the same court as you next week. Oh man! <laughs> well, it's premiering tomorrow, which is yeah, since we're recording right now. So Wednesday, tomorrow, Thursday, yeah, August thirty we'll first. It by the time we'll have watched it by the time people watch this episode, listen to this yeah. episode. Right, and uh, next week. I'll give you let's let's fill out some time for you to give your full on review of, of your thoughts on it, Sean. All right. We're just we're just going to skip the division preview and go straight to the ball family. <laughs> there it is. So, but if any of you guys listeners are are uh, tuning in, don't forget to subscribe to the Dwight Chocolate Podcast. And if you're interested, the ball family series is premiering tomorrow. Are you watching? I don't know. It's up to you. Alan's not. Sean is. I'm not. <laughs> but Sean is. <laughs> Have a good week, guys.